Entering the Nerd United Nations Podcast. Nicholson and Jared Boots. Junior ambassadors of every age, don't you want to hear something strange? Come with us and you will hear our podcast of holiday cheer. This is Nerd United Nations. This is Nerd United Nations. Okay, I suck at singing, guys. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Nerd Nations podcast. And of course, you read by the title. We're talking about my favorite movie of all the times, The Nightmare Before Christmas, done by the great Tim Burton. Holiday classic. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? Who the fuck cares? We're going to talk about it. It's Christmas. We're going to talk about it. But I cannot kidnap the Sandy Claws all by myself. I need a partner in crime. So this is the, she is the shock to my lock, Miss Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't quit my day job uh, to become a professional singer. Aw, damn. I was just <laughs> that. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't sense the joking tone, I was joking. <laughs> No, <laughs> not at all. <clears throat> oh, speaking of also, happy Friday the Thirteenth. Ah, yes, it's that wonderful day again. <laughs> Twice a year, we yeah. get it. <laughs> uh, I say Friday the Thirteenth. They're like, why not? We were just talking before. Like, hey, why don't we record Nightmare Before Christmas on Friday? We have Friday the 13th coming up. <laughs> why don't we do Nightmare Before Christmas for one of our Christmas specials? Or if you see the meme on Facebook, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> so, of course, tonight we are talking about the great, 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 greatest movie of all time. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. It was released on October 29th, 1993. And like I said, we're not going to be doing the whole debate whether it's a Halloween movie or Christmas movie. Who gives a fuck? Because me and Melissa watch this movie all the damn time. Watch it. Well, the Easter Bunny's in it, so why don't we watch, call it an Easter movie? Yeah, there's there's the like St. Patrick's Day in there, too. So yeah. Bunny! <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's an all-year-round movie. It doesn't matter when you watch it. There's a Valentine's Day door, too, isn't there? 
Yes. Yeah, it's all of them. There's Easter. There's there's even Thanksgiving. Yep. There's uh, well, what like Halloween, Christmas, uh, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving. So there you go. <laughs> Sorry, Boxing Day. You don't make the cut. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, what was the first time you saw Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas? When was the first time? Um. Oh, boy. Maybe... Um, I'm going to say maybe in like, maybe grade seven, eight, like when I, I don't know what age that would be. Um, so like around maybe 2004, 2005, something like that, whatever. Somewhere around there um, is when I first saw it and I immediately loved it. Like it was just. It was so absolutely different and quirky and fun. And I had always said that, you know, I'm not a fan of... Like, I'm not not a huge fan of musicals, but this one I absolutely loved. Like, I loved the the music, the songs. Um, The story was a lot of fun. And I just, you know, really loved the characters and the world that the brilliant Tim Burton created. So... That was kind of that was also my introduction to Tim Burton too. It was like discovering him and then this also this movie and I just fell in love with it. So I've been basically watching since then. I'm of say I believe at 93 so I, I didn't see it when it directly came out cuz I would have been about 8 years old when the movie came out to, to show my age. But um I think I saw it when I was about nine for the first time, so probably not long after it was released on video. It was back in that day, you had to wait forever for a movie to come out on video after it was in the theaters. But um, <laughs> but then I had a long patch where I didn't watch it for a long time, but it, that where I didn't watch it for a long time, but it did stick with me for a long time, too. Much like um, First Sight Tangent of the episode, uh, Hocus Pocus. Which over the last five ten years, Hocus Pocus was uh, has caught on in popularity out of nowhere. Mm. But I remember seeing Hocus Pocus in the theaters in the summer of '93, seeing it in the theaters and just loving it. So I've loved it this whole time. So I loved Hocus Pocus before it was cool. But uh, <laughs> I could probably admit that my love for Nightmare Before Christmas came after its popularity just came out of nowhere because. I would say Nightmare Before Christmas popularity has really imploded to see the movie's 26 years old. So it's, I'd say at least the last 15 years, the popularity of Nightmare Before Christmas has really exploded. Definitely. Yeah. Which is, which is so cool. Cause you know, it's such a, an amazing film and please nobody remake it that no. No just, sequels, no reboots, no nothing. No nothing. It just, it's perfect the way it is. And, uh, yeah, nobody could, nobody can best the brilliance of Tim Burton. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and and <clears throat> there is like a, there is a quasi sequel in comic book form, manga comic book form. I haven't read all the issues yet, but, um, 
it's about zero. Zero runs away from Halloween Town or gets lost somewhere outside of Halloween Town. I haven't read. I'm not a huge manga person. I do have a few issues. I it, it came out in a time of my life where I got behind in my comic reading, so I wasn't getting every issue when it came out. So yeah. I probably I think the trade paperback is out, so I probably just shake trade that uh, shake that down. Um, but yeah, you see a lot of people go. There's a sequel coming out. They better make a sequel. Better make a sequel. Better make a sequel. I'm like, no. There's there's really nowhere for the story to go, yeah. so I don't I don't I don't want to see Jack go to Thanksgiving Town. I don't want to see him go to Easter Town. I don't want to see him go to St. Patrick's Town or whatever. I I don't want to see the Halloween spin on St. Patrick's Day. I don't want to see a Halloween spin on these other holidays. It's it's perfect the way it is. And like the one teaser poster I see the most is of Jack and Sally's kids. Yeah. Jack and Sally having kids. Like first of all. Why would you base a whole movie around that? Well, first and foremost, it should be Jack's a skeleton and Sally's a doll. So how the fuck are they going to reproduce? Exactly. <clears throat> there is no way you could you could do that. But it would just be a money grab. And I'm glad Tim Burton's not a huge sequel guy. He's done... He did a sequel to Alice in Wonderland. He did a sequel to Batman. That's really about it. That is it. And, yeah. Otherwise, and you can know. really you can call you can call Batman Returns a loose sequel to Batman. Yeah. It takes place the takes place in the same universe as the first Batman, but like you get a few references to Vicky Vale, and that's really about it. And it's the same brute, same Batman, same Gotham. Yeah. But. Um, I just don't know how you could, because you really run the risk of it failing miserably. Like, it's the thing. A lot of things that sequels do is they try to cram so much of the first one into the second one, and it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah, and I think, I think they would do a lot of that where they would just. You know, cram so much, yeah, like you said, cram so much of the first movie into the second one, and it doesn't become a sequel anymore. You're basically essentially rebooting the movie. You know, you're not you're not doing anything original. And really, with this movie, you can't. It's a solid story. It begins and it ends, and that's it. And I would out outright refuse to see a sequel if there was one. I would be like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, side tangent, just like how they, you know, reboot Footloose. I did, I refused to see that reboot. I was like, no. Uh-uh. No. So, same thing with this. It's like, no. It's the, the perfect movie, and please nobody change it, or reboot it, or make a sequel. So. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm much like I've been talking about how the rumors swirling around, there's going to be a, a sequel to Joker, which has not been confirmed. No. and Joker sequel has not been confirmed. No. <laughs> Please, no. Read the articles before you share them on Facebook. Well, but, exactly. uh, <laughs> nothing has been done. There's been absolutely nothing. And, like, I think it was... I don't even know. There were some of the... It was... 
one of the pages I follow that share all that kind of pop culture movie stuff, and, like, they shared something, and then it was like, well, that didn't happen. So, like, the next article was like, oh, it didn't happen. And it's like, no, there's so many people that are like, no, it's a perfect film. Do not make a sequel. A lot of people, like, I've seen comments on stuff, and they're just like, no, 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 no. So, yeah. There's movies that just need to stand on their own, and that is how it goes. And and Nightmare Before Christmas doesn't even leave itself open for a sequel. Just because Jack is walking through the woods and sees all the different doors does not mean this is open for a sequel. It just means it's part of the story. Like, there's a different world, and he's discovering them. It doesn't mean that you're going to... You can make movies off of those. No. And we're not going to see the Halloween take on Easter or Valentine's Day. How Halloween Town would do that. It could essentially just be a rehashing of them doing Christmas their way. Be a rehashing. That's all you're doing. So Jack's playing the Easter Bunny now. Essentially all it is. That's basically it. It would just be repeating itself over and over again. So, yeah. There's absolutely no possibility of... You you gotta you gotta ring that nostalgia factor, and plus it's uh, we're twenty six years removed. So now you, even though this this movie is still fresh in people's minds, it's still very uh, relevant pop culture. Definitely. How how they just had uh, well every October through January at Disneyland in California they do they take the haunted mansion and they put the Nightmare Before Christmas as an overlay at the haunted mansion. Which on my on my DVD of, of Nightmare Before Christmas, it has one of the tours on there, and they change it every year too. Oh, that's awesome! But uh, this year for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, they did Oogie Boogie's Bash. Nice. So like Oogie was like the main villain. Oh. Which I'm 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 happy to see that he is taking. He's starting to get a little more recognition now too, because for years not complaining, not a complaint at all, mostly. If you saw Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, it was mostly just Jack. Yeah. And uh, you see Sally starting to creep up. Now you're starting to see a lot more Oogie Boogie merchandise, which is making me happy. And Lock, Shock, and Barrel. So all these other side characters are starting to get more and more known. And uh, my girlfriend Kelsey and I went to this uh, pop-up Christmas ornament store a few weeks ago. They had these beautiful... Uh, Night Before Christmas decorations there, like huge too, and they had like Lock, Shock, and Barrel. And now I'm starting to see that you're starting to see that. Which spoiler alert, my favorite characters are Lock, Shock, and Barrel and Oogie Boogie. The four of them together, that little family. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite characters in the movie. Um, so you're starting to see though them on more merchandise. But I think they had the they had like the the mummy the the ch- the other children like the zombie boy and the the bat. Gargoyle boy and the mummy boy on decorations and the mayor and like it just made me so happy like yeah. like it's great that these other characters are starting to get pushed out in the forefront like because mm-hmm. there is not a single bad character in the whole movie no you you okay. love honestly you love all of them like they're they're all so good oh well, my friend my my friend Krista she's listening she might disagree with me because she I'll I'll post pictures of it online my friend Krista made me she takes these uh, windows and decorates them and she made me a Nightmare Before Christmas one and she put uh she's like she texted me when she was working I just finished my least favorite character 
and I was trying to decipher who it was. I, I, I hit the obvious ones off the bat. Like I have friends that say that Sally is their least favorite character, but, um, or I, I, I gave up guessing it was Dr. Finkelstein. Really? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a new one. <laughs> I guess there's got to be one that doesn't like him. I guess. <laughs> Krista, I love you, and I love the window, and I'll post pictures of it on once I post this episode. It, it is a thing of beauty. I think I showed you the pictures already, haven't I? Nope. Well, I got. I bought some lights to put on it, so I'm going to put some Christmas. Well, technically, they're Halloween lights, but <laughs> I'm going to put some Christmas lights on it and hang it up. And, of course, me being me, it's going to stay up year-round. Of course. But, uh... It's like I said, it's not like there's really no characters you do not like in this movie. Yeah. Like I, talk- I can't even, even thinking about it now, it's like I cannot think of anybody that I don't like. I I like all of them. I really do. The movie is just perfect. <laughs> the characters are perfect and yeah. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so like we like we talk about movies past like uh Melissa just recently watched Banana Splits movie um there's characters that you root for in the Banana Splits like the young boy and his mom and his older brother and the uh, page the studio page you root <laughs> for them you root for them to survive mm-hmm. or and then uh, the friend the little girl the friend you root for her to survive too but you see like the dad. Or uh, the Instagram couple, or the uh, the dad is trying to make his daughter famous. Her and the daughter, and the produ- and the producer, and Stevie, like those are people. Like you know, these guys. Once shit hits the fan, these people are toast. Yeah. Like you instantly do not like them as soon as they step on the screen. <clears throat> much like Uncle, much like Uncle Frank in Home Alone. <laughs> you do not like <laughs> Uncle Frank as soon as he steps on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather see Uncle Frank get hit in the face with a paint can than uh than Harry or Marv. Yeah. yeah Uncle Uncle to be fair, Uncle Frank a lot more deserving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like but in Nightmare for Christmas, there's not a single character you like you do not instantly dislike as soon as they pop on screen. Like Yeah, Dr. Finkelstein is not nice to Sally, but I don't find myself hating him or not liking him. Oh. Oogie Boogie is the main villain. You do not find yourself hating him or not liking him. Lock, shock, and barrel are mischievous little shits. You know? I love them. <laughs> I think they were, when I first saw the movie, I would say I love them the most. Because Lock, they're so, so mischievous and just like, yeah, I just, I freaking love them. So like, if you ask me then, even now, like, I love them, but then, if you ask me, like, who my favorite character is, like, those three. I just, oh my god, I love them. <laughs> yeah, it's like that now, and I, when I buy, I cannot, like, wall, I cannot walk, we have a local market down here, a uh, pharmacy store called Walgreens down here in the States. Do you have it up in Canada? Walgreens? No. No, we don't. It's, it's a chain throughout the United States down I've, here. I've been and, to uh, a couple times, so, like, I know I, what you're talking about. It's got all that. I, between the months of September and January, I cannot walk into Walgreens because I sell Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. <laughs> and now, like, 
this is the time of year where Spencer's and Hot Topic have more God. than they usually do. Yeah. So right now, I'm, I'm holding up right now. You guys can't see the home ball share picture. I bought uh, that same night that me and my girlfriend Kelsey saw those ornaments walked into Spencer's. And of all their amazing sales, this sale was all Nightmare Before Christmas. Buy one, get one half off. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the first item I got was, do you play Munchkin at all? No, but I know what it is. It's that Steve Jackson card game. Oh, well, guess what? I got Nightmare Before Christmas Munchkin. <laughs> Fucking awesome. So, of course, I have to find my half off item. Of course you do. That's sort of medicine. <laughs> I walked all over the store, and Kelsey can vouch for this. We were in that store for a while trying to find out what I would get for a half off item. And we're talking about getting a mug. Well, no, I already got two Jack Skeleton coffee mugs. Um, well, should I get my spot, like a lock figure and a barrel action figure? I'm like, well, I can't do that because I have to have all three if I can. <laughs> Because if you get lock, shock, and barrel, you cannot have just lock and barrel. You can't just have shock and barrel. You have to have all three. Yeah. So I decided, if you could see it, I'll post a picture of it. It's this real comfy Jack Skeleton pillow. It's a it's a cloud pillow. It is so damn soft. This is awesome. <laughs> this also happened. The, this happened the same day. I was trying to talk myself into buying that Luke Skywalker helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so as you could see the the nerd decisions were the nerd struggle with me was real that day mm-hmm. for I every other, it was just another Sunday for most people but for me not so easy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually speaking of which I got the cause I'm wearing obviously no big CS except Jared but um, I'm wearing a Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie flannel and actually I got it from Spencer's and it was actually my half off item because again it was that clear the you know time of year where Spencer's has like everything Nightmare Before Christmas and it's like heaven so yeah I got this one I got the flannel and then I also got oh, what did I get Nightmare Before Christmas hoodie and it's got like everybody on the front and then along I think it's the left hand sleeve is just Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas along the sleeve it's really cool right. so I'll have you to post made, you just made me sad why? So I, lost, I lost my Nightmare Before Christmas hoodie last year I had that thing for 10 years that's sad Yeah. that is really sad yeah, I lost my Nightmare for Christmas. It makes me really sad, but I do have a ton of Nightmare for Christmas stuff. Um, quick shout out to uh, our good friends at Deathstitch Custom Clothing and Jason Whitmarsh. I I am addicted to Deathstitch Custom Clothing. <laughs> it is no secret if you follow me on Facebook. <laughs> um, but I had I suck at laundry. <laughs> I shrink a lot of I shrink a lot of shirts and. Ripped Apparel does a lot of Nightmare for Christmas style shirts. And um, I had one where Jack was sitting around this campfire and all the other characters around him. So like he's telling a story. Mm-hmm. And I, I outgrew that shirt because it shrank on me and um, I didn't want to get rid of it. So I was going to turn it into a cat bed for my cats. Yeah. And, it, and they didn't use it. So 
over the last few months of my developing friendship with Jason and my addiction for his flannel shirts, um, I decided to donate my shirts now to Jason in Death Stitch. And I have some of my old shirts turned into turned into uh, customs, which I did with my uh, Five Cent Freak Show shirt. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Five Cent Freak Show, greatest Canadian punk band of all time. Um, so I can still live on with those shirts. And so I had the shirt I used for the bed for the girls since I got them of their own beds. Because with my cats, I had to buy two of everything because <laughs> we we cannot we cannot share. Nope. So uh, they never used that as a bed, so they used the actual beds they had. So um, I took that shirt and had to turn it into a death stitch. Cool. So I have my own Nightmare Before Christmas death stitch now. Oh, that's awesome. I, I think I saw a picture of it, actually. It was posted. I think I saw it to you when Jason finished it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you did. I was also... Uh, my, Kelsey also tagged me one, too, that Jason had. And it's my size. And, uh, like, did the sigh, like... <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm sure that one's already gone because of the popular Night Before Christmas. I'm sure it's probably already gone. Unfortunately, probably yeah. I see the. He does not do a desk which I do not want to own. I know. I've seen so many because he's recently been posting like the commissions and make and takes and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I want. <laughs> I want that one. I want that one, and I want that one, and that one. I was like, I want that one. I saw the Krampus one he made. I'm like, I want that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So awesome. I've even been thinking of, like, because, like, I recently I sent you a T-shirt and a flannel to be made into a Death Stitch one, and and it's like now I'm thinking, like, hmm, (laughs) what other T-shirts do I want to have? (laughs) It's like you've created a monster, Jared. You have created oh, a monster. <laughs> Jason, Jason has told me on Facebook. Jason has told me in text message that he uh, he supports my addiction and he's not going to try to wean me off of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> but like we were saying, the side tangent and brought it to you by Death Touch Custom Clothing. Find them on Facebook. You will not be disappointed. They are they come fully endorsed by the Nerdy Nations podcast. Oh, hell yes. But the main point was that before that side tangent side tangent did was that you could find Nightmare for Christmas merchandise everywhere. And all now over the last two, three years, a lot of the other smaller known characters are starting to get front and center, which is nice. Yeah. It is really nice to see because you don't see that often. You yeah, really, it, it it is Jack's story, and but a lot more people are trying to get the forefront because maybe the nice. I just bought a shirt off of the uh, Nightmare for Christmas buy sell trade page on Facebook. The oh, lady yeah. bought it. The lady bought it from Disneyland or Disney World. So, even though I've never been there, I have merchandise from Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, hold on. <laughs> I recently got this one. I've seen that one around. Yeah. I think that was at Spencer's. It is, yeah. Well, that's where I got it from. 
That store is a trap, I tell you. I, I really try. Even though I worked at Spencer's for a year, I tried to buy it because they have a lot of shirts don't fit me. Same with mm. Hot Topic. You got to dig to find oh. a 2X or a 3X that won't shrink. Yeah. Oh, I know. I have a, I love, like, I love Hot Topic and Spencer's. But, yeah, sometimes you really got to dig for those, like, sizes because, yeah. <laughs> And, like, most of my T-shirts that I get from there are, like, men's T-shirts because, like, I can't wear girls' T-shirts because I just, I've got wide shoulders. So, like, me putting on girls' T-shirts hilarious because I can't fit into it <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, you got to dig for that stuff. But, oh, well, it's worth it. <laughs> what we do for our obsessions <laughs> so do you have a do you have a do you have a favorite citizen of halloween town that's not like that's not the main core of jack sally oogie Lockshock, barrel dr finkelstein the mayor do you have a favorite character it's like a, like a side member of uh the side citizen of halloween town that's a favorite of yours i like the uh the little band that's outside jack's house do you know who the the little guy inside the uh, guitar or the bass? Do you know who he's modeled after? No, I don't actually. Danny Elfman. Oh. Composer. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Modeled <laughs> after him, who which Danny Elfman not only scores the movie, but he's also the voice of uh, the clown Tearaway Face, and he's also the singing voice of Jack. And he is Beryl. So he's wears a lot of hats in this movie. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that he was Beryl. That's something new. Yeah, he's Beryl. Lockshack and Beryl are played by Catherine O'Hara, who's the voice of pretty much every female character in the movie. Um, Locke is voiced by Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, which was not long after he got out of jail, I believe. I'm not going to discuss what if if you know who Paul Rubens is, Pee Wee Herman, you know why he was arrested. And then, uh, then Danny Elfman's the voice of Beryl. Mm-hmm. I think one random fact I love, like I don't know about you, I'm a I'm a fan of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Not not so much the British incarnation, but the or American. the or the or the, yeah, the American one, but the Drew Carey run of it, not the Aisha Taylor one. But yeah. uh, Greg Proops, Greg Proops, who's on that show. Yeah. He's the voice of the devil in Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Yeah. How the hell did I not know that? That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I think I found that out like five years ago. I'm like, holy, huh, that's fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> of all people. That's cool. <laughs> He's freaking hilarious on Who's Line, anyway. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, let's see, the band is your favorite. I'd say probably the Wolfman. I like the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cool too. <laughs> Three sixty-four. <laughs> well, you can't use that joke now because come up into a leap year, so nobody could use that. There's only three hundred sixty-five days left till next Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of there's a very good voice cast for this too. Definitely, yeah. 
A lot of a lot of Tim Burton mainstays too doing voices. Yeah. Like Danny Elfman, Catherine O'Hara, um Glenn Shaddix before he passed away. He would pass away a few years after this movie. Um I think this was one of the last appearances or Paul Rubens, another mainstay of uh Tim Burton. Um was this William Hickey's last movie? I don't know. I want to say his major pain was probably his last movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, actually. Yeah, I want to say William Hickey lived, like, a not much longer after this movie. Because I want to say Major Pain was, like, 94, 95, and I remember him being in that. Yeah. But um, um, we're talking about voices. Uh, one who's not really a mainstay in Tim Burton's world is Chris Sarandon, who uh, a lot of people know him as from Princess Bride. I know him as Detective Mike Norris from uh, the original Child's Play. Because oh. he, he is also in uh, the original Fright Night. Yeah. Well, I think some people, I think, uh, some people might know it, some people might not know it, Die Hard fans might know it, that Jack is actually two voices. Chris Rainer does the speaking voice and Danny Elfman did the singing voice. Mm-hmm. Man, he he just absolutely Danny Elfman crushed the score in this movie and the songs and everything. Oh yeah, the it's you know there's not many you know memorable movie soundtracks like you get general ones whatever, but you know like Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those ones where it's just flawless and just amazing, and you just you listen to it and it just. Yeah, like you could listen to it all the way through. Like there really isn't that. Oh, you, you like this song a little bit more. You like this one? No, it's like everything is just amazing. You know. So yeah, the the score for it and the songs are just wonderful. It, yeah, Danny Elfman certainly crushed it. Yeah, I, I really I really didn't start to dislike songs until the Nightmare Nightmare Revisited came out. Where all these bands are covering songs from the movie. It got Marilyn Manson doing a cover of uh, This Is Halloween, which is pretty popular. Yeah. Um, you have <clears throat> Fallout Fall Boy does, no, All American Rejects, I think, does uh, Jack's Lament. Um, Rise Against does Making Christmas. So there's some good ones, but I think like one I didn't like Flyleaf's cover of "What's This." I did not like that at all. Mm. Uh, Amy Lee of Evanescence does Sally's song, which is pretty good. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Catherine, but that video of Catherine O'Hara singing Sally's song at the Hollywood Bowl with Danny Elfman's orchestra a few years ago. Oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> but uh. But as far as Danny Elfman's score goes, like I agree, there's like a song you don't like, but there's songs I prefer over others. Like Sally's song is like not the first one I'm going to go to, but I do like a lot of the songs. I do love a lot of the songs in the movie, but I, nothing. I don't think anything tops Ken Page in Oogie Boogie, an Oogie Boogie song. Yeah, well, I, that's that's my favorite. All of them. That one's so I think I, I, I think he sang that with Danny Elfman too at oh, the yeah. Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, 
Yeah, I believe Ken Page is he's a Broadway guy. I think. So what what song would what song would you say is your favorite? Mm. It's hard to pick. It really is because I I love all of them, and there's not I can't really like I like Oogie Boogie song. Um. Oh, hmm. Nightmare Visit, you also have Corn doing a cover of Kidnap the Sandy Claws. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. I can't pick one. I really can't. I, I like. I love all of them. They're all good. Yeah. (laughs) I just, like, no, I... (laughs) Oh, I... I always always flip-flop between Oogie Boogie's song and Kidnap the Sandy Claws. Mm. Yeah, those are two good I know, and I got a bit of a... I got a bit of a uh, favoritism there because Oogie Boogie and Lock Shack and Brawl are my favorite characters. But I do like I do like what's this? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you if you listen to Flyleaf's rendition of it, it's so depressing. <laughs> it's such a depressing song. <laughs> what's <laughs> this? What's this? There's people everywhere. Really? You know, That's okay, I'm just gonna fall asleep now. Pretty much. But like, mm-hmm. I'd like me. I've grown a more uh, appreciation for making Christmas because of Rise Against this version of it. Uh-huh. Making Christmas, make it's like sped up. So if you're a Rise Against fan at all, yes, I do like Rise Against. And I've grown a new appreciation for the song in the movie now. For that, like I always, I've always liked this is Halloween, and favorite part of this Halloween is I am the who when you call who's there and the wind blowing through your hair. Which I've had renditions of that movie where I could not hear that part. Depends on what kind of speaker system you have set up. If you don't have like a surround sound. <laughs> if you're on mono sound, you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the album's called Nightmare Revisited, if you can find it. Okay. I'm going to write that down. It's it's a fairly old album. I'd say it's been out at least, at least, at least 10 years it's been out. And you get an introduction from Patrick Stewart in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Found it. Thanks, Spotify. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a good album. <laughs> and, you, and you get a lot like this. Like they have bands cover the big songs, and then you have uh, oh, the Town Hall song isn't very good. But uh. But then you have a lot of just musical ones and no with no lyrics, just music. Yeah. Yeah. The Town Hall song isn't very good on that album either, but a lot of the songs are pretty good. So do you have it on do you have it in front of you? Is it Fall Out Boy or Panic at the Disco that does the or All American Rejects that does Jack's Lament? All American Rejects. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then No, Fall Out Boy isn't on this one. Yeah, I, I have a hard time telling all those bands apart. The Fall Out Boys, All American Rejects, the I, 
they, Pan- they, Disco, OK Go. I have a hard time telling all those bands apart. I know. They all sound the same. I know, like, I used to like All American Rejects. Like, they were they were a decent band. But I kind of, like, it didn't last long I, in my interest of them. I, I stopped liking them after they butchered uh, Photograph by Def Leppard. Because they did rock honors, and they'd have these bands come on, and they're inducting these other bands into Hall of the VH1's their rendition of the Hall of Fame, and they had these other bands pay tribute to other bands, and they had All American Rejects pay tribute to Def Leppard by doing a photograph, and listen to that lead singer just butcher photograph, because his his little whiny whaley voice works for some songs, but doesn't work for I want to touch you, or however the Fucky sounds. Yeah. Uh, that would be awful. <laughs> yeah, the, the best rendition, the best tribute of that of that show is uh, it's a super band that plays tribute to Kiss. Uh-huh. So it's Rob, it's Rob Zombie, Tommy Lee, Scott Ian, Evan Seinfeld, and Ace Freely, ironically playing tribute to Kiss. And they play God of Thunder. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is a fucking super group right there. That is. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to form a super group, well, shit. <laughs> I think they also did like Gretchen Wilson was did um Heart, which I like Heart. Side tangent number 2 brought to you by VH1's Rock Honors and My Hatred for All American Rejects. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Would you say that are you are you when it comes to composers are you a Danny Elfman fan? Is he your favorite composer? I'm gonna. He he's up there. He is not well. No, John Williams. John Williams is my guy. But, but you I hate Jaws. I know. Shut up. Dun 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 dun. Collins is my guy, but I do like Danny Elfman. I think he's he's pretty freaking amazing at what he does, and and especially how he just crushed, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas is just yeah. So yeah, I like them. You know, I do like him. Not my favorite because John Williams is my guy, but but both but Danny Elfman certainly fighting for first, really on the list. I couldn't like first or second it's like no they're they're both number one in my in my <laughs> thing so yeah Danny Elfman's, uh, Danny Elfman's number one for me is because I'm such a huge Tim Burton fan and he's done every Tim Burton movie except Ed Wood mm-hmm. not the sad like John Williams or Hans Zimmer but because his his scores are fit very are very much Tim Burton style if they, they they fit very well in the Tim Burton's universes that he sets up through his movies. Very much, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all, they really bring to life. You know, it brings all the movies to life, like all his his songs and everything. And that's that's what you know it should do. But it just it works so well. And he, he does an amazing job, and he's, he has on all the, the movies that he's composed. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, when you get to What's This, it just feels so 
it fits the scene. It fits what's going on. So it's, it's very bright and cheery. And but I gotta tell you, when you when you listen to that Flyleaf first, and you're gonna be like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I keep thinking, do I want to listen to it? Uh, well, I should just to say I've listened to it. It'd be like. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's not a huge milestone you're crossing off your bucket list, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, like Amy, Amy, Amy Lee's version of Sally's song is very beautiful, though. Oh. Amy Lee's got that voice. Yeah, she's got she's got such a good voice. Like butter. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, but. Then going so, uh, just sitting here thinking for the first time, wondering because we talked on the Alf Fapiano episode about how and <laughs> when uh when uh the little kid Jason flings the the sweet potatoes or squash all over Willie, how I wonder if that was my first example as a kid of uh that was my first example of uh seeing. An example of best friend parenting. Um, is Jack's performance in the first part of the show, is this like our first example of like seasonal depression? Yeah. Like, not necessarily Christmas is depression, but he's. I guess we can, all, we can all relate to Jack in some way that we have this thing we do, we fulfill, we. But at the same time, you just. You feel empty, like you're not. Yeah, you just you're. Yeah, you're you're doing whatever you do, and then at the end of the day, it's sort of like you don't have that fulfillment in your heart. Like it's just it's not there. It's pretty empty. So, yeah, I can definitely relate to Jack on that on that front. Certainly. Oh yeah, we all it. <laughs> Yeah. Someone don't pick up on us kids, but like, why is he so sad when we're kids? And like, oh, I get it. I get it, dude. Yeah. You watch, uh, you watch uh, Nightmare for Christmas in your late 20s, early 30s. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about those? So, um, you know, another icon from this one, we talk about how Jack and Sally have been the forefront of uh, merchandise and stuff. And now Oogie Boogie, Lockshock, and Barrel Art, and all those side characters are. But another character that's been getting a lot of side features is the vampire teddy bear. Mm-hmm. He pops up quite a bit on uh, merchandise. And if you go to the Haunted Mansion overlay, there's like four or five vampire teddy bears throughout the whole mansion. Oh, wow. I've got a vampire teddy bear in the back of my, uh, I got deep window decals on the back of my car of Jack, Zero, and, uh, and, uh, the vampire teddy bear. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I want those now. I've been actually, I, I need, a another sticker on my car. Cause the one I had, I had a Ravenclaw one, but it like completely peeled off and it didn't last very long, which is kind of sad. But uh, I need another one. So, maybe I, have I, to need, <laughs> I need another Harley Quinn. My Harley Quinn one's falling apart. I need to get a new Harley Quinn one. Yeah. I had found a complete side tangent, of course. Um, <laughs> it's at my 
local comic shop recently, and like I saw, I found a Joker window decal, and I'm like, oh damn it, because I put like I've got my Iron Man sticker in like this small section of a of the back window, and so I have that there. But then I'm like, oh, the Joker one wouldn't fit. It's like sad. <laughs> it's too big for that space. Like it would have been perfect, but I have to keep an eye out for for Christmas books. So that'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't think it's serious. Like I maybe I need to I'm gonna track down a, a stuffed vampire teddy bear if I can find one for a reasonable price. That look that looks like pretty accurate to the show, to the movie, because this one thing I get on a pedestal. <laughs> um uh, I I need I need to recreate another one here pretty soon, but I couple years ago i made a killer wreath from nightmare for christmas and now every time i see merchandise with that wreath on it the wreath has teeth and i go on this like the fucking wreath does not have teeth watch the fucking movie exactly it does not <laughs> i even researched it when i was buying supplies for it just to be 110 percent sure i looked about yep no teeth yeah I wonder if that's how why that's why people sell it that way so they can get away with selling it. Yeah. What's so well, not probably not a direct uh, ripoff. I might have still have a picture somewhere of the wreath I made, but I'm gonna make another one here pretty soon. Yeah. I gotta show you. Um my friend Holly, she's she's a fellow nerd and we share same interests and she loves uh Nightmare Before Christmas as well. And so for Christmas this year, she did. I don't know if you can see it, but oh yeah, that's cool. The whole Christmas tree of Jack, and that's I what think I, would do. I think she. Even Jack. I don't know if you can see it. it. Might be a bit blurry, but um, I think I don't know if she. She might have because she's a amazing drawer and just art person like I don't know how she does half the things that she does like they're amazing but I think she made all those Jack Skellington uh, baubles for the tree nice good <laughs> yeah. honor mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I have my friend Kaylin made some uh, Nightmare for Christmas decorations for me they're in storage right now until I get my own tree and everything mm-hmm. um, but every time I go to the store and I see the Hallmark decorations they had Nightmare for Christmas once like oh I want those oh I recently got I actually found um, you know so like because Walmart tends to have all those Hallmark decorations and so like I recently got a, a Jack Skellington one and then I found a Sally so I was like oh so I have like a little tree in my in my bedroom and I've got Jack and Sally together hanging on the tree <laughs> simply meant to be yeah yeah, I even did that recently. I had a, I found a Harley Quinn tree decoration, and then randomly, my friend Katie, we were looking at the decorations again, and and she found like, kind of way in the back of the shelf is a Joker one. I'm like, I need that, so it's like a Joker and Harley on my tree too, because <laughs> that just has to happen. When I when I get my own tree again. I'll, that's what I'll do. I'll get a lot of my nerdy ornaments like Jack, Sally, Joker, Harley, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. 
I'll definitely look into the, getting those two someday when I get my own tree. But I do want to make my own killer wreath again. That was pretty fucking awesome looking. I made two of them. I gave one to a friend. Hopefully she still has hers. But yeah, I'm just looking. I was. I thought. I was just seeing my friend Holly. I thought she she had done like a Jack Skellington drawing, but she hadn't. So I'm like, oh damn. But I'm gonna show like one of the pictures she did. This isn't an older one that she did, but. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm holding well, up a picture of... It's a picture of my friend Holly Drew. It's of the Flash. And it's, like, amazing. Well, I'm quit... Well, look at that. I'm quitting drawing now. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, I'm doing my drawing, whatever, and I'm just, like... I, I'm I'm done. That's it. I'm like the, <laughs> I'm like the other time, like, my, my best friend, one of my best friends, Rex, from Paranormal World, he does all these amazing creations. I have so much of his artwork. I have a ton of his artwork. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to quit drawing. Yeah, oh, I know. Like, I see her artwork that she does, and it's like, oh, she she kind of, like, you know, she has that, that perfectionist thing, right? And she's like, oh, well, I don't think how this That's why I have. Right? She sounds a lot like me. I, I, I hate everything I do. I I have told people I like maybe about I've been drawing now for over thirty years and I like about ten percent or less of what I've drawn in all that time. Like especially like that Batman painting I did for Mikey. Yeah. Everybody loves it. <laughs> like, uh well, it's okay. I think it's fucking awesome though. You know? Everybody, but I see some uh, people, other people draw me like people draw me like little secret. Oh, that's fucking awesome! Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with me. Like, there's a few of my. I'm just like looking through my album of like drawings, and there's only a few that I actually like. That I actually like that turned out pretty cool. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's like, can I? throw this in a fire or something burn it (laughs) (laughs) or like you know this one this one i like that i did yeah yeah sally is hard tell you what speaking of oogie boogie i told my buddy brad this because he was going to try to draw he's getting back into drawing again i go dude I, i can tell you from experience oogie boogie is like the hardest to draw definitely if you draw him as the silhouette on the moon, pretty easy. But if you try to draw him in his in his form that you see him in later on in the movie, it is hard. I had a hard time. I drew, I, I drew Sally for the first time two years ago, and I found that to be a little difficult too. Yeah, not not as bad as Oogie Boogie, but holy cow, like, Jack! I could draw blindfolded. I've drawn Jack so many times, I could do it blindfolded almost. Oh, now. me too. Like I've drawn him a couple times, and he's like super easy to draw, but. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to take a stab at Oogie Boogie. Like I've I've done the I've done two carvings now because the second most recent one was my redemption from the first one <laughs> that broke. <laughs> but yeah, like to do the silhouette, whatever is completely easy. But yeah, I don't think I could draw them. It would look awful. It would just yeah. Oh, where does Oogie Boogie rank in your? List of like favorite movie villains. Mm. It would be like second or third favorite movie villains. 
Probably second. Definitely, definitely top five for me. Yeah. It's in the top five. Like, it's not anywhere below that, but it would be, like, third or second is where I'd place him. He's got some good henchmen. Like, it locks Jack and Barrow little shits, but they're entertaining at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, when we first meet them, they're throwing shit at the mayor. And <laughs> <laughs> doing, the whole, doing the whole finger-crossing thing. I wouldn't dream of it, Jack. No. I think... <laughs> that's why I think I, I love them the most, is because, like, I can... I love... Like, I, I can be a little bit mischievous and just you know, smart arse and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what they are. And so that's why I think, like, I just, I love them. They're so <laughs> the best. <laughs> oh, the only thing I have the hoodie if I have with them is, like, they found the Easter Bunny, no problem. Like, essentially the same day, mm. they got told to go find Sandy Claus. <laughs> it took them forever to find <laughs> Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Like really, guys? You, you... Wow! If, uh, if I'm saying it right away, if I, they get the Easter Bunny right away, but <laughs> we went through the we followed your directions. We went through the door. Which one? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which door? There's more than one. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that scene you get the that scene you get the classic line from Behemoth. Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love Boogie's Boys. That was the name of my fantasy football team years ago. Is Boogie's Boys. <laughs> That's cool. Please, boys. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing here? I <laughs> uh, love this fucking movie. Yeah, it is so good. It is boys. Nice. So how, how do you feel about the story as a whole? I think it's a really good story. I think it's a little bit of um. like a a little bit of like a discovery self-discovery kind of thing with jack especially because like coming of age tale coming of age that's where yeah yeah because it's you know he has his little like depression and and things like that he's feeling really low and yeah he's he's like yeah he likes that he's the you know the pumpkin king and you know but it's like the same thing every year and he's sort of feeling down about it and you know you really relate to him in that moment and then, you know, he discovers, you know, Christmas Town, and I think he—that's he, where he gets that love of like Halloween again, and just that, oh, this is the thing that we do. And then they take the spin on, you know, like a creepy Christmas kind of thing, and and yeah, I think he he really gets his spark back from that, and really realizes, you know, how much he loves, you know, Halloween, and how much now he likes Christmas, and and. Yeah, it's it's a definitely that coming of age kind of thing with him, and I and that's what I like about it is that 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 story of you know 
feeling really low and then coming back up and out of it and, you know, finding that spark again. Because I think, you know, we all relate to him where we have those moments and maybe more often than not, but where you're feeling really low and, you know, you're not really into the things that you're into anymore. And then there's that one thing that just brings you out of it and, you know, you love, you know, what you loved before, but even more and maybe in a different way, you know. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and well, such as in life, we uh, we get in these ruts with our life, and then we find something new that shakes up the routine. Whether like you got a new haircut, or you take a different road home from work, or you take yourself to a movie you normally wouldn't see, like something to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it brings back that inspiration as we see after well, his attempt after Halloween Town's attempt on Christmas fails practically miserably fails um uh jack is uh, let's this is reborn again but he's got more of a sense of purpose because when he's singing his song in the cemetery talks about how we'll wait till next halloween he can't wait for next halloween because now he's got some really good ideas and oh what the heck i went and did my best <laughs> yeah And Jack, you really root for Jack. You re, is a guy you really root for in this movie, and like well, it goes back to what we said at the beginning. So we don't really. There's nobody you really don't like in this. That you really, even Oogie Boogie. Yeah, Oogie Boogie's the villain, but you, he's so damn entertaining that you can't help but root for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And Oogie Boogie does come back. I, there is a video game called like Oogie Boogie's Revenge or something like that. Wow. And I think I think some of the characters appear in the Kingdom Hearts games or one of the Kingdom Hearts games. I don't know. I don't play Kingdom Hearts, but, yeah. but there was a, like a PlayStation Two game where it was Oogie Boogie's Revenge. Okay. Hmm. I've never owned a PS Two, so it's like I don't know the I don't know many of the games. Oh, uh, we didn't. We had a PS. <laughs> we had a PS One. I think my brother's got a PS4, but or a PS3, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm an Xbox guy. I've always been a Nintendo and Xbox guy. I'm I'm strictly Nintendo. My like, yeah, my first like console was the the um, uh, the Super Nintendo. I was going to say Nintendo 64. I'm like, no, it was the Super Nintendo, and I still have it. Although I'm really sad because the controllers have now, like, they are they don't work anymore. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm kind of like, because hmm. <laughs> I recently I tried to play, like, Paperboy and, yeah, just, it wasn't working. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't worry. Nobody, nobody's good at Paperboy anyway. I got good at it. I'm going to say that. It was an amazing game. I nicknamed the mummy that's in it Stumpy. Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that limp, and, you know, anyway. <laughs> but I got good at that one. So I played <laughs> it a lot. But yeah, I'm strictly Nintendo. It was like, yeah, Super Nintendo, and then that evolved into the GameCube, and then it was uh, the Wii, and now I have the Wii U. So, yeah, I'm a Nintendo girl. <laughs> Side tangent number five, brought yep. to you by Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie Boogie's Revenge. Find it on PlayStation <laughs> 2. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it all relates. We're golden. <laughs> oh, at least are saying somewhat relatable this time. Oh, at least, yes. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. <laughs> no, we saved that for when we talk about Mickey's Christmas Carol again. <laughs> Yeah. So how do you feel about the subplot of this movie of uh, Jack and Sally trying to get together? Is it a love story you can get behind? Because I can tell you what, this relationship does not make me as angry as Mary, Fred, and Wayne. Yeah, I don't... I think it... It kind of a little too obvious of a pairing. But I think it's very sweet, though. I think it it's sweet that like they've they're both kind of you know weirdos in the in the best possible way and you know they've they've finally like they've you know they've come together. So I think it's really sweet. That's what I think. Well like San, Santa says Sally's the only with any brains in this lunatic asylum. Next yeah. time you get a hairbrain idea to take over somebody's holiday, I'd listen to her. She's not with any brains in this lunatic asylum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want to wrap up this episode with something a little fun? Apart from having Nightmare for Christmas Munchkin, I also have Nightmare for Christmas Trivial Pursuit, which nobody will play with me because I dominate. I've only said only Tim Burton would beat oh. me in it. I would. I'd, I'd play. I'd <laughs> say I challenge you to a game. I'd say I change you to a game on the air. But since you have no way of keeping the honor system with me answering questions, I'll read you a couple of questions see if you can figure them out. Okay, let's try. <laughs> when Doctor Figglestein tries to drag Sally home from the Halloween Town celebration. She unstitches which of her arms? Uh, I think it's her right arm. Correct. <laughs> at the under at the town meeting. The undersea gal wonders if Jack's box holds what the... Oh, I can't even read. I have a Clinton education. At the town meeting, the undersea gal wonders if Jack's box holds what thing she found in the lake. Um. Mm. No, I. No. Ah, it's at the front of my head, but it's. No, I don't know. <laughs> you just, because you just, you just said it. Head. Head. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yes, head she probably right. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Anyway. Complete yeah. complete complete this lyric from Jackson Mint. I'm a master of fright and a blink. Oh. Mm. I should know this. Nope. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm the master of fright and a demon of light. And I'll scare you right out of your pants. To a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky. And I'm known throughout England and France. And since I am dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. No animal, no man can scream like I can with the fury of my recitations. But who here would ever understand that the pumpkin king with the skeleton grin would tire of his crown if they only understood He'd give it all up if he only could. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know that song at all. You're better at remembering that stuff than I am. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, there's a word for that. It's called. It's a word for that. It's called loser. Okay, well, I want to try one more song lyric. Okay, let's try. Complete this lyric from Oogie Boogie's song. I might just split a seam now if I don't blank. Split a seam don't. Oh. I'm going to have to hand in my fan card. God's sake. Um... I don't know. <laughs> I might just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. That's right. <sighs> <laughs> so, kids, as we bring this episode to a wrap, what have we learned? Melissa <laughs> just lied to us for an hour and 15 minutes. Melissa <laughs> just spent an hour and 10 minutes lying to you about loving this movie. <laughs> That's all good. If it makes you feel any better, I was playing this with my friend. The only time I played it with my friends, I had gotten a few cards at that point because you collect these cards. And uh, my friend says, Jared, if you get this one right, we're done playing. And it was, which two kids are on Jack's next list to visit next? I only got one of them right. Shows you win. I couldn't <laughs> get the other one. But I could not think of the other one off the top of my head until she said it. It's Harry and Jordan. Just <laughs> as soon as I said Harry, she's like, "Well, here you go. We're, <laughs> we're done." <laughs> yeah, I'd still, I'd still play. Probably fail miserably, but eh. <laughs> uh, just don't, make, just don't make it a drinking game. Otherwise, you'll get sloshed right away. Oh God, yes. <laughs> keep it, just try to keep the class until midnight. It's the main event. Yep. <laughs> oh, not the way I thought this episode would end, Melissa. I really had high hopes for you. 
Uh, what can I say? People have high hopes and I fail, so... <laughs> anyway. What kind of noise is that for a baby to make? <laughs> I do say no problem the way the vampires say no problem in that movie. Maria signs in the jobs of making the teddy bears. Perhaps it could be improved. No problem. That's how I say no problem is how the vampires say it. <laughs> Nobody's gotten it. <laughs> Aw, that's sad. No problem. <laughs> what kind of noise is that for a baby to make? <laughs> so what do you say? So uh, scale, if you're going to Nightmare for Christmas a letter grade, how many pluses would you put after your A? Infinite? <laughs> I'll do infinite plus one. All right. That's how much I love this fucking movie. I love Nightmare for Christmas. Hands down, I love everything Tim Burton's done, but it's that I've seen of his, but this by far takes the cake. Definitely. I really wish I could have gone back to that summer of 90 or that October 93 and gone back and seen this in the theaters. It's original run. Mm-hmm. Like so many iconic movies I've seen, like Hocus Pocus. I saw it in theaters. I saw the first Jurassic park in theaters. I'd love to have gone back and seen this in theaters. Yep. I was born in the wrong damn year. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm to be older me. than this movie. So like, damn. <laughs> There's been like so many movies. I wish I would have been able to see on the big screen because that would have been very cool. I would love to send like Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time in theaters or Psycho mm. for the first time in theaters. Yeah. That would have been badass. Definitely. um, There was... Cineplex did... um, Like, they they do their flashbacks of, like, classic movies and stuff. And they had done a run of the Indiana Jones movies. And I really, really wanted to see the Temple of Doom on the big screen. Like, especially that minecart scene. Oh! That would have been awesome. But I didn't get to see it. It was like, oh. I also missed the opportunity to see this. Uh, Thank before Christmas. They bring it back to theaters every now and then. I missed a chance to see it in 3D. So I don't know how much of it would pay it play into 3D. I can yeah. imagine that. I can imagine the scene where uh, they pull Santa out of the bag and he sees everybody for the first time. So it's a, you're seeing everything from Santa's perspective or Santa's point of view. That'd probably be cool in 3D. Getting Jack right there in front and center in the screen. Mm-hmm. Probably Oogie Boogie, Oogie Boogie's tongue when he's singing to Santa Claus. Probably that, the whole scene, the whole scenes with Oogie Boogie and Santa, then Jack later. That'd be play pretty well in the three D two. I bet. Mm. That'd be awesome. Yeah, next, time, <laughs> next time it comes around at three, well, it's not going to have another anniversary for another four years. Yeah, we just celebrated twenty fifth anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. 
next time goes in 3D, I'm definitely going. Uh, no ifs, no buts. Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Nightmare for Christmas. We're like, so we're not going to debate whether it's a Halloween movie, Christmas movie. Who gives a fuck? Watch it whenever the hell you want. Watch it in the middle of July. Watch it in August. Watch it right fucking now. As soon as you're done listening to us talk about it, to get this, the annoying sound of me singing out of your ears. Uh, <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. It's a good... If you ever need an excuse to watch it this close to Christmas, why not Friday, uh, Friday the 13th in December? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably tailor-made for You get the best of both worlds in. You get to watch a Friday the 13th movie or you can watch it before before Christmas. Take your pick. But uh, it's my favorite movie of all time, if you remember from our list. It's one of Melissa's favorites. If you haven't seen it now, by now, shame on you. Uh, go and see it. Enjoy it. Sip some cocoa and watch it. Do whatever you got to do. Such a great movie. You're not. I think this is one movie that's universally loved. There's a few people that don't like it. They don't get it. They don't get the hype around it. Yeah. But this movie's fucking amazing. It's one of those perfect movies that you hear about. Do not touch it with a sequel. Do not touch it with a reboot. Do not touch it with a 39 and a half foot pole. <laughs> I have to post a picture now. I did of a, I did for, we had a fundraiser for my brother years ago and I did a, a drawing for the silent auction. It was Jack and the Grinch fighting for Santa's bag. Oh, nice. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to find a picture of that, post it. But happy Friday the 13th and your ambassadors. Go watch Nightmare for Christmas. Well, Melissa, where can the people find you? They can find me on the tweets and Instagrams, on Twitter at Miss Melissa N. Uh, 25 I think on Twitter and then on Instagram at Miss Melissa N and it's all one all one word um, and that's where they can find me um, where can they find you Jared you can find <laughs> me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mr. J and do not forget to find us on Apple Podcasts on Podbean our actual home on Podbean like subscribe comment interact with us on Social media too, guys. We'll talk to you. It's been kind of quiet from you guys lately. So, <clears throat> for Melissa, I've been Jared. This has been the Neuro Nations Podcast. And as always, remember, we're just elected officials here. We can't make decisions by ourselves. Was that a good one to end on? I want to think of something like Oogie Boogie, but... No, no, that's a good line. (laughs) Okay, let's go with that. (laughs) The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.